You are locked on Cougars. Welcome in to your Thursday edition of the show. And folks, we have made it. A benchmark number. Episode 1000. Yes, you heard that right. We've done 1000 of these things and it's astounding to me. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're also going to talk a little bit about what is going on in BYU football. Some comments from BYU offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick on the Zone Sports Network yesterday I thought were very pertinent. We'll get to. We'll also talk about the awards handed out in men's and women's basketball. The women's team ranked number 17, richly rewarded for their WCC championship run. Also the men's team, two guys honored for their efforts as well. We'll get to all of that ahead on today's show. So without further ado, episode 1000, Locked on Cougars for March 3rd, 2022 begins right now. You are Locked on Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. And more importantly, thank you for making us your first listen of the day for the thousandth time. Yes, I am opening this podcast talking about BYU for the 1,000th time. It's crazy to think back. I believe it was August 23rd of 2019 we started this little venture. And yesterday, as I was preparing for this podcast, I listened back to my debut episode. And uh, let's just put it this way. I've come a long way since then. i still got a long way to go as a host. But it is a lot of fun to be talking with you guys and talking BYU every single day. A lot of people have asked me in the three or so years that I've been doing this podcast why I keep doing it. Why do you just keep doing this? How are you able to stay so consistent? It's a passion project, folks. It really is. It's my passion. It's my joy. Uh, I freely acknowledge I grew up a BYU guy. I grew up in the shadows of Lavelle Edwards Stadium, hanging out at the Marriott Center, all of that. Now my relationship with the Cougars has changed because I cover them professionally for a job. I am paid. I have to be more objective in how I view things, how I call things out, but... It's a lot of fun to uh, talk about BYU sports and to have done this 1,000 times. I very much look forward to doing it another 1,000 times and another 1,000 times beyond that. I just plan to keep rolling. That's the thing about this. We're not stopping this train anytime soon, and I hope you guys will continue to be along for the ride. We'll talk more about this, the accomplishment of 1,000 episodes here in just a little bit, but let's start today talking a little BYU football. Aaron Roderick, BYU's offensive coordinator, one of my favorite interviews in the entire BYU football program. Players, coaches, administrators alike. He, in my opinion, is maybe the best interview and he's actually really good about giving you some good information while also not revealing stuff that is going to damage or hurt the program as well. He was on with Hands and Scotty G on Hands and Scotty G show on the Zone Sports Network, the station that I worked for yesterday, and I thought there were three pieces of audio I wanted you guys to hear if you did not hear it. If you want to hear the entirety of that conversation, just search out Hands and Scotty G KSL uh, Sports, and that podcast feed will pop up. It's free and available just like this one. You can follow it, listen to all of their great audio. But let's start here. I thought it was a very interesting comment with regards to the scheduling for BYU. Scotty uh, brought up the fact that BYU schedule this year is just another one of those schedules. You're like, wow, maybe they've bitten off more than they can chew. And let's be honest, BYU thought they did. We all thought that they'd done that last year, and they ended up winning 10 games. Well, Aaron Roderick, he sees it as actually a positive 
positive that BYU plays as stout a schedule as they do annually. If you want to get noticed at all as an independent team, you've got to play those games. And then uh, I also think these games are important to prepare us for the grind of the Big 12. Because I, I remember when I was at Utah and we transitioned from Mountain West to Pac-12, you know, we played, we were we were a really good Mountain West team and we would play Pac-12 teams or, or Power 5s, I guess you would call them teams every year. We'd play a few of them and we, we won more than our fair share of those games. Um, but then... It was kind of a shock to everyone's system, I think, uh, when you hit the grind of, okay, you get a good win over, I don't know, Stanford or whatever, and then congratulations, you're playing USC next week. <laughs> and then, you know, and then you hang in there and you lose a tough game, and then the next week it's Oregon. And it just it starts piling up on you. And if you're not used to that, if you're not used to that, it can take you a couple years to, to, to you know, to, to really know how to make it through that, that gauntlet. And so I think our – the way our schedules have been the last couple of years, it's not exactly the same as a Big 12 schedule, but it's it's going to help us, I think, help us transition when that time comes. I couldn't have said it better myself. A-Rod, I think, laid it out there. BYU scheduling, at least in the last few years, 2020 is an exception. We all know that due to the COVID year, but think about the Power 5 opponents that BYU has loaded up on annually over the past three or four or even five years. BYU is very much, without maybe realizing it, maybe it was actually on purpose, but they've gotten about really preparing themselves to play a Power 5 schedule by playing as close to a Power 5 schedule as you possibly could do. Last year they played, what was it, seven Power 5 opponents? Yeah, that's about as close as you're going to get as an independent or a G5 program to playing as a tr- playing a true Power 5 schedule without actually being in the conference. So I think A-Rod nailed it when he said that, no, we're getting ourselves ready for the Big 12 whenever that transition takes place we know what's happening next year but uh looking forward to that and i think yeah the scheduling for byu it's actually been a blessing in disguise with how stellar of a schedule tom homo has put together now part number two i want you guys to hear from a rod is with regards to the running back position uh hans olsen asked a rod about christopher brooks what does he make of him does he think he has the inside track to being the starting running back at byu well here is what coach roderick had to say about the cal transfer joining the byu football program the first thing you'll notice when you see him is just how big he is i mean he's he is a big guy we were in practice yesterday we were lined up and he was lined up in the i always stand right behind the quarterback in practice and we were in a pistol alignment and he completely i couldn't even see jaron he completely just just like eclipsed Jaron from my view because he's such a big guy. He's, you know, six, one and a half, 240 pounds, maybe six, two. He's a big guy. Uh, and you can tell he's a veteran player. We're, we're two days into it and he knows our offense as well as guys that have been in this offense for a year or two. He's been very, been very impressed with how smart he is, how quickly he's learning what we're doing. And he looks like a, he looks like a real guy. And then, um, you know, we have some other good backs, too, that I have a lot of faith in, and we just felt like we couldn't pass on a chance to get a great player. And so Chris will be a big part of what we're doing, and and then we're having a great competition there with, with some other guys. I mean, uh, you, you saw Jackson McChesney show up at the end of the USC game last year, and he's had some trouble staying healthy in his career, but he has a lot of talent. And, and we've got a guy named Miles Davis who has a ton of talent but also was injured for most of last season. We're really excited about him. Uh, Hinkley Ropati is a really good player, so there's some good candidates there. I'm I'm excited about each one of those guys, and um, but you you asked specifically about Chris. So far, he's been everything we expected. 
I've only been out to one practice so far this year, and that was Monday. We'll be out there later on this evening to uh, participate, and I guess it'll be officially be day three of BYU spring practices. But Christopher Brooks, he very much did stand out due to his stature. This is a dude. He is no guy that they listed 6'2", 220, and he's six foot 195 no he is all of 6'1 6'2 220 230 pounds he is a well put together athlete and coach Roderick apparently sounds very enthralled with what he has brought to the table so far it's very early we all know that there's a long way to go before the season gets going and they strap it up against USF on September 3rd but it sounds like Christopher Brooks is doing a fantastic job so far since arriving at BYU now the other interesting part where was that coach Roderick pointed out some other guys Miles Davis Hinkley Ropati Lopini Katoa he expects all these guys to give Christopher Brooks a run for his money and I truly believe they will be able to do that but you also heard him putting the caveat in there some of those guys every single one of them think about it all have had injury concerns at one point or at least in the recent past in their playing careers at BYU and A-Rod had to plan for the future and it sounds like Christopher Brooks he has done everything they've asked him to do so far and I would be of the opinion, this is just my personal opinion, he's got the inside track. I believe that barring something crazy happening, you will see him taking the first team, the starter reps at running back for BYU come September 3rd in uh, Tampa against South Florida. But crazier things have happened, and we'll see what ultimately bears out. Now, the final piece of audio I want you guys to hear is about the quarterback position for BYU, and in particular, the backup quarterback position. We all know Baylor Romney moved on, but Coach Roderick, I think he gave some good information on the three guys who are trying to earn that backup job behind Jaron Hall. I'm really confident about what they're capable of. They're just, they're not ready yet, but um, we'll get them there. That's my job is to get them ready, and they're all willing, and there's there's enough talent in that room that someone's going to emerge as the clear number two. Um, right now, Jacob Conover has gotten the most reps at number two, but he's competing with uh, Soljay Mayava and Cade Fennigan, and they've all had their moments. They're all uh, Soljay's been one of the most improved players on our team so far, um, and he's looking good. And Cade uh, is a very talented guy who uh, has not had a lot of reps. He didn't really get any reps last fall. He just played scout team. So his the reps he's gotten in the first two practices is really the first look we've had it in uh, other than a few bowl practices. So, um, But he has a lot of talent as well. So the, the, the group is good. It's just now a matter of who's going to do the most with the reps they get and, and we'll establish a pecking order. Um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll have we'll have a good pecking order before that first game, but it's gonna, we're going to let it play out. We're going to let them compete and see how it goes. I would be inclined to say that the comments about Soljay Maiava-Peters in particular there from Coach Roderick would be coach speak, but I know A-Rod better than most other coaches I have ever met. And this is a dude who doesn't mince words. He's not trying to blow smoke up people's skirts. He's going to lay it out there. So if he says Soljay Maiava-Peters has very much improved, I'll take him at that. Jacob Conover, at least in limited reps, the media was able to watch on Monday. He took the majority of the backup reps, and he looked good. It showed a live arm, showed a nice command of the offense. There's a big difference between showing that in practice than actually doing it on the field in the heat of battle when the quote-unquote bullets are ultimately flying. But I think that it's a good thing if A-Rod believes that Cade Fennigan, Sol J. Maiava-Peters, and or Jacob Conover will all be in the mix for this backup quarterback position. I think that Baylor Romney leaving... 
yeah, it weakened the quarterback room, but I think it freed up reps that otherwise would have been chewed up by a guy like that who is a more of a proven option than anybody else on this uh, quarterback depth chart not named Jaron Hall. So these young bucks, they've got a big opportunity staring them in the face, and you heard A-Rod say it. We're going to let this play out, and we're going to let them compete and see who rises to the occasion. And I'm intrigued. I, I very much thought it was very interesting to hear him talk about Soljay in particular and his improvement as a quarterback. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to talk some BYU basketball. Awards handed out by the West Coast Conference. A lot of awards on the women's side, a couple of them on the men's side. We'll break it all down for you guys next. We also need to get to some recruiting notes on BYU football. Two transfer, I guess, yeah, one is a JUCO transfer, one is a Division One transfer, potentially uh, joining the BYU football program. Well, if you you listen to or not listen if you pay attention to social media two of them are scheduled to visit BYU in the near future we'll break all that down coming up in just a moment today's show is brought to you by our friends over at run your pool March Madness is literally just days away my friends we're under two weeks and that means you need to start thinking now about where you're gonna be running your brackets this year are you going for the usual are you looking for the best we've done our homework and we are running our brackets with runyourpool.com that means the locked on podcast network and locked on cougars Uh, details on how you can compete in the bracket for locked on Cougars with myself will be coming in the uh, future I guess the next week or so we gotta get that all set up but we will have more details for you guys very very soon if you've got a business run your pool can help you take some of that March Madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain new customers plus they offer full white glove customer support custom branding and one of the easiest three minute setups you'll ever find clearly we believe in run your pool over here at Locked On because like I said we're running our brackets there ourselves there's no truer test than that and if you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on and while you're there create your own pool for your family and friends just enter the uh, promo code pure madness at checkout for ten dollars off your custom pool once again it's promo code pure madness for ten dollars off all the rules and details will be available there that's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize look forward to seeing and beating you out there Thanks again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day for 1,000 episodes now. I think I mentioned, I think I, I, I'm mistaken. We started in 2018, not 2019. So my apologies for that. We started in 2018. It's crazy to think it's been that long, but at the same time, it feels like just such a short time ago. But it's been fun. I've had a bunch of fun doing that. But I want to encourage you guys uh, to make sure you check out our Locked On Bracket Breakdown coming up on March 14th right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast feed as well as our YouTube channels, College Basketball X, Experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling will give you in-depth breakdowns of every matchup when it comes to the brackets. So stay tuned for that March 14th. All right, uh, speaking of basketball, let's talk about some of the awards handed out by the West Coast Conference yesterday. We'll start off on the men's side of things. BYU's Alex Barcelo, as well as Fusini Traore, were named All-West Coast Conference or earned All-West Coast Conference recognition yesterday. Barcelo earned first-team honors for the second straight season, while Traore was named to the All-WCC freshman team. Both of them richly deserved. Uh, Alex Barcelo, he's going to go down one as, as one of the greats in BYU basketball history. I mean that sincerely. He's the pro 
program's all-time leader in three-point percentage. Think about that. Guys like Jimmer, Danny Ainge, I know the three-point line wasn't uh, in existence for part of his career, but it's crazy to think about some of the great shooters who have come through BYU. Uh, Jonathan Tavernari, who might very well be listening to this podcast. Some elite shooters in BYU basketball history, but the best of the bunch in terms of three-point percentage is A.B. himself. He's been so good, so consistent since coming to BYU and very much deserves being on that first team honors list. Uh, he, he On that list, along with Jamari Bouye from San Francisco, Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga, Tommy Kuz from St. Mary's, uh, Yaren Masalowski uh, from San Francisco, Andrew Nemhard from Gonzaga, Matthias Tass from St. Mary's, Drew Timmy, Yosef, uh, Drew Timmy from Gonzaga, and then two guys from Santa Clara, Yosef Vrankic as well as Jalen Williams. I think all of those guys are very much deserving of those honors. I'd actually say that Fuseni Traore probably deserved a little more consideration to make that team. I mean that sincerely. Him making the uh, all fre- all, all freshman team for the West Coast Conference, that's really cool to see. Chad Holmgren is also on that list. Nolan Hickman from Gonzaga. Maxwell Lewis and Houston Mallett from Pepperdine. Wayne McKinney the third from San Diego. And Mike Mitchell from Pepperdine. All of them good players. But Foose, uh, maybe I'm being a little jaded on this. There was also a second team that included Alex Dukas, uh, Logan Johnson, Keyshawn Justice, uh, Tyler Robertson, Eli Scott, and Khalil Shabazz. Why is Foose not on that second team list? Uh, I don't get it. But you know what? Regardless, congratulations to both uh, Tyler Al... Not Tyler Algier. Wow, Tyler Algier. Fuseni Traore and Alex Barcelo. Wow, where did Tyler Algier come from? We're talking basketball, Jake. Jeez. All right. On the women's side of things, though, when you win the West Coast Conference, you are going to be richly rewarded with all the awards. For the second consecutive year, BYU head coach Jeff Judkins was named the West Coast Conference Coach of the Year. Sophomore guard Shaley Gonzalez won Player of the Year for BYU. They also had three players selected to the All-WCC First Team and one more honorable mention named by the league that came out yesterday. All of them deserving of these awards. Shaley Gonzalez uh, shared WCC Player of the Year honors last year but takes sole possession of the award this year. It is her third All-WCC first-team selection, uh, including 2019 and 2021. She missed the 2020 season, as many of you might recall, with an ACL tear. But she is lights out. I don't necessarily know that she will finish out her career in a BYU uniform in terms of her eligibility, because she's going to have opportunities to play professionally, and she may consider that as soon as maybe this offseason. I I don't know that for certain. I'm just speaking in general terms on that. Very much deserving of being a West Coast Conference player of the year. Uh, in addition to her, it was fun to see uh, her joined by Lauren Gustin, BYU star forward, as well as senior guard Paisley Harding on that first team. Tegan Graham, a three-point specialist for BYU. She was all WCC honorable mention. All of them deserving of those honors. And Juddy, obviously, the dude is a legend. He is a living legend, folks. This is a guy who has played in the NBA. He has coached at a high level for such a long time. He knows what he is doing as a coach. And for him to earn Coach of the Year honors for the second straight year, it's really, really cool to see. And the funny thing about this, I love his quote here. A Coach of the Year award is an award for your whole program. I am really proud of the championship we've won. And to accomplish that, your players and coaching staff have to come through. 
These awards are for everyone involved in BYU basketball. Juddy has worked at the feet of some of the great coaches in basketball, played for some of the great coaches in, in basketball history. Think of guys like Rick Majerus that he, he coached under at the University of Utah. Think of what you will about Big Rick. I can tell you one thing. The dude is an all-time legend in the college coaching ranks. He may have been a little bit of a pain in the you-know-what as a human being, but there is no arguing he was an elite coach at the college level. Juddy has learned from the best, and he's taken that and really morphed it into his own over the, what, 20 years now he's been leading the BYU women's basketball program. He will be a guy that is deserving. I know BYU is really reticent to do any of this because they haven't done it for guys like Lavelle Edwards. He'd be deserving, in my opinion, of a statue outside the Marriott Center, outside that Marriott Center annex at some point whenever he decides to hang it up. Juddy is a living legend. Really cool to see the women's team ranked number 17. I am hoping they go into the go into the West Coast Conference Tournament, win that, and then they go into the NCAA Tournament thinking, okay, we've been underrated in the national media all year long. We can't get any higher than number 16 in the polls. What are you kidding me? We've only lost two times this year. I hope BYU makes a deep run this year. They've got all the pieces, it feels like. I truly believe that at 25-2, and two, this is a team that I believe is going to be very very dangerous when it comes to the NCAA tournament, and I am looking forward to seeing them get on the court against some of this other top talent in women's hoops out there and really make a statement for themselves. They've been to the Sweet 16 twice under Juddy. I'm hoping they can go to the Elite 8, maybe even the Final Four, but it's all kind of how the bracket lays out, and you got to play your best. You've got to survive in advance in every sense of that word. Looking forward to it. But first up, the West Coast Conference Tournament. The men's team will be playing on Friday. I will be in Las Vegas beginning Friday. I'll be covering the, both the men's and women's tournaments. Very much looking forward to being down there in Vegas and covering that for you guys. We'll have live coverage for you guys all weekend long, making sure you have podcasts, audio. You'll hear all of it right here on Locked On Cougars. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll round out today's show with some recruiting news and also some of your guys' very, very kind comments about our thousandth episode all time here on the show. We'll get to all of that here in just a second. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Bet Online. Basketball is in full steam ahead mode for both the pro and college hoops game. For all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, even where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Get to betonline.net. It remains the best spot for all the sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Futures odds on football are coming out really, really soon, so get there and check it out. And it's not just basketball or football. BetOnline.net has got you covered for hockey, boxing, boxing and UFC, even probably some futures odds on when the Major League Baseball season is actually going to get started. Maybe they can give you some odds on if Rob Manfred's going to get fired because he's an absolute buffoon. That's besides the point. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. It's all available at betonline.net where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you by one of our great local sponsors in Intercap Lending. There is a reason that no lender helps more families in the state of Utah with their mortgage needs than our friends at Intercap. Simply put, Intercap, they get deals done. That's a simple and straightforward premise of how they go about things. They feature a quick and simple process. They close loans two weeks faster than the industry average, and they want to make sure that you guys are taken care of. And although FAST is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process for you, the consumer. Any of you who have been through the home buying process know how stressful it can be. Intercap's goal is to take all the stress out of it. And that is what Locked On's personal loan officer at Intercap Lending, Steve Carter, has delivered of hundreds of Locked On listeners so far, including Locked On's founder, David Locke. And let's be real, my friends. If Steve can 
can keep David on track throughout that entire process, Steve can help anyone. I'm only being slightly facetious with that statement. And although Intercap is new to the Locked On Cougars podcast, it is not a new company. They have been assisting customers with all of their mortgage needs since 1978. That is 44 years of experience. And Steve Carter has providing Locked On listeners with that same great experience since 2018. Intercap is headquartered in Utah, but they are licensed to help with all of your mortgage needs in more than 40 states nationwide. So give Steve a call with any and all questions, even if you simply just want to know what the process is like. He'd love to speak with you. His direct line, 385-800-8528. That is 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer. I can promise you that. The best part is you also can go online to learn more there. www.intercaplending.com. Or once again, give Steve that phone call, 385-800-8528. Make sure you mention Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch that we sent you when you give them that call. Check them out. That's Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. All right, before we call it a day here on Locked On Cougars, let's catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan. Let's start off with today's schedule of teams in action. We have two of them in action. Uh, the men's baseball program will be in their home opener today. They'll have a double header against Milwaukee, Wisconsin at Miller Park. Very much looking forward to this team uh, playing at home. They are 5-0. and in the uh, they're five excuse me five and zero in the last week and change they're five and two overall so they lost their first two games of the season in Florida and since then they have been undefeated the offense has come alive they are off to an absolutely flying start flying high literally after beating Arizona State in three straight games last weekend looking forward to seeing them against Milwaukee Wisconsin you would think after doing what they did against Ohio State and ASU they should be able to handle Milwaukee Wisconsin but we'll have to wait and see what happens it's a doubleheader today one o'clock is the first pitch in the day part of the day-night doubleheader, if you want to call it that. Uh, the second game is scheduled to begin at 4 o'clock. Both of the games will be on BYU TV or streaming on the BYU TV app and also broadcast live on the BYU Sports Network on the radio side of things, BYU Radio 107.9 FM, and also on the BYU Cougars app if you want the audio stream link. The men's and women's swimming and diving programs are taking part in the Texas Last Chance Invite in Austin, Texas. That will continue today and tomorrow. It's the Lee and Joe Jamel Texas Swimming Center in Austin, Texas. Best of luck to the swimming and diving teams and also the BYU softball program. They're in action tonight uh, coming off a three-game losing streak looking to snap that streak against host San Diego State in San Diego, California tonight. That'll be at 7 o'clock Mountain Time on the Mountain West Network streaming online. You can get a link to that at BYUCougars.com. Alright, let's talk a little recruiting here. Uh, two players announced they'll be visiting BYU in the very near future. Both of them are technically transfers. One of them is from the Power 5 ranks, and that is Gabe Judy Lally. Uh, that's how he lists his name at Vanderbilt. I saw on Twitter he puts his just Gabe Judy. Unfortunately, and based on what I understand, he's not related to the former Alabama standout wide receiver Jerry Judy, but Gabe Judy probably has covered a guy like Jerry Judy, having played for Vanderbilt. He has participated in three seasons for Vanderbilt. He is still technically a sophomore, and I don't know necessarily how the COVID year might pan out. This is a dude who might have played and started in parts of three different seasons who could come to BYU with three seasons of eligibility. At minimum, he'll have at least two years remaining for the Cougars if he were to pick them. And he's got a ringing endorsement from one of the all-time great BYU defensive backs, a guy who's been on this podcast, Derwin Gray. Yes, Dewey himself said he's been training and working with Gabe Judy since he was in ninth grade. So if Dewey knows this young man and he vouches for him, 
I'm going to take him at his word and believe that this kid could be an impact player for BYU. And the fact that he's played in the SEC, he has seen some very, very elite talent line up across from him. And looking forward to maybe seeing him suit up in a BYU uniform. Got great size, six foot one, 186 pounds. He is from Charlotte, North Carolina, which is, of course, where Derwin Gray makes his residence as a pastor down there. Played at Ardry Kell High School. Uh, this is a dude, he's SEC academic honor roll. You have to be pretty smart to get into Vanderbilt to start with, but this dude can play ball, folks, and I think this would be a pretty savvy pickup if they can manage it. I think this is a guy that you would compare in terms of like the guy who comes in and you're wondering how he would impact the BYU football program. Think of Caleb Hayes. Caleb Hayes was a guy who started in parts of three seasons at Oregon State before arriving at BYU, and what did he do last year? He challenged the single-season pass breakup record after not starting for, what, the first three or four games of the year. So... Uh, I'm very intrigued by Gabe Judy, if BYU can land him. The fact that Dewey Gray is probably in his ear telling him about his great experience at BYU, I think it only helps BYU's chances and helps a guy like Gennaro Guilford in terms of recruiting him to come to BYU. He's expected to visit BYU in the very near future. Also, Roman Rashada, an old name uh, that some of you might be familiar with, he has announced that he'll be visiting BYU this coming weekend. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, excuse me. So, okay, let me break this down real quick. I apologize. I thought uh, Gabe Judy was coming next week, Zach. He's actually coming this week as well. So both of these players will be on campus this week for official visits. I don't, do you call them official visits if they're transfers? Regardless, they're visiting BYU, both of them this weekend. Roman Rashada, some of you might recall, is a junior college transfer, a guy that BYU is hoping to visit, I believe it was the weekend just before National Signing Day. He had interest from Washington, Colorado State, uh, very much thought that Washington was in the runner's, or not the runner's seat, the driver's seat to land his signature. He's been playing at Diablo Valley College in California. Similar to Gabe Judy, he's got great size as a defensive back, six foot one, 190 pounds. He's a three-star Juco transfer from uh, the junior college ranks. And the fact that he did not sign with Washington in this signing period so far means to me that he may be very interested in BYU. And I just I, and I don't have any inside knowledge on this, but the fact that he did not sign anywhere and he's now he's circling back to visit BYU, I think BYU's got the inside track to sign this kid. The crazy thing about this is uh, I mentioned that Gabe Judy does not have any relation to Jerry Judy. Well, Roman Rashada has a younger brother that some of you might be familiar with if you pay attention to recruiting nationally, and his name is Jaden Rashada. He is a quarterback at Pittsburgh uh, High School in uh, Brentwood, California. Excuse me. He is now at IMG Academy, so I apologize. Uh, so he is now at IMG Academy, if I'm not mistaken. But Jaden Rashada is a five-star quarterback. This dude has got offers from every single program you can pretty much think of around the country and he is all that in a bag of chips. He's a member of the 2023 recruiting class. Does BYU potentially signing his brother Roman Rashada give BYU a chance to sign Jaden Rashada? That I don't know, but the fact that they are brothers it's got to give BYU at least a, some cursory interest on Jaden Rashada's side. Jaden Rashada is a composite five-star athlete, a 98.51 rating or a .9851 rating from uh, 24-7 sports. He is the fifth-ranked quarterback in the entire uh, class of 2023, 31st overall athlete and it's just, this is a kid who can absolutely play ball. Like I said, I don't know if his brother being recruited by BYU will give him any type of an inside edge to potentially be interested in BYU, but it can't hurt. 
So two uh, defensive backs who I think would both be very, very savvy pickups for the BYU football program visiting this weekend. And one of them has a younger brother who's a five-star talent. So BYU's working their magic. They're doing what they can do. And I, I'm very intrigued by that. All right. A couple of things before we go here. Like I mentioned, this is episode 1000. So Thank you to all of you who have reached out. It truly means the world to me that you guys listen to this show. I, I don't want to get too sappy about this, but let me put it this way. In a thousand episodes, and if we were to go at 30 minutes a piece, that is literally hundreds of hours of this podcast. And the conversion rate, let me just be frank about this, in terms of about a 30-minute podcast, the amount of prep work and the post-prod, all that stuff that goes into each episode, it's an hour and a half to two hours. So if you really compound all of that, I have spent literally thousands of hours putting together this episode. I'm not trying to puff out my chest and say, look how hard I work. It just, it's something I have enjoyed doing. I have done a thousand of these episodes and every single one of them means a lot to me. And the fact that you guys listen to the episodes, interact with me on social media, enjoy the product, you keep coming back day after day. It, it means a lot. So thank you for your support. Uh, Amber Roberts, one of our big, big fans, she said, I've become the smartest fan in the room listening to Locked On Cougars. My father and brother-in-laws come to me for all the answers for BYU stuff. Fam- friends and family know that I'm a wealth of Cougar knowledge. Sometimes I give Jake the credit, but mostly I bask in the glory of being a know-it-all BYU fan. Amber, I don't want any of the credit. Take it all to yourself. As I've said before, and I'll say it again, I want you guys to be the smartest BYU fans in the room. That is my goal with this podcast. You guys walk away from it being smarter as a BYU BYU fan. Our good friend Ian Prescott at Jansport BYU says, I think your best episode was May 23rd, 2019. Gee, Ian, I wonder what episode that was. Oh, yes, it was the Fan Friday edition that you were co-hosting. So we'll do that again, Ian. I want to get you back on the show. The fact that it's been three-plus years since we had you on the show, Seems way too long, but we'll do more Fan Fridays in the coming months as we get kind of more into the heart of the offseason. And then a final a few comments here before we go uh, come from Blair Red. Appreciate your hard work keeping us all entertained. Casey Finlinson, it's been fantastic. Thank you for all the time and effort you've put into it. Here's to many, many more. And... I very much look forward to doing many, many more. I've had people ask me in the transition with my radio job to working for KSL, what does the future hold for Locked On Cougars? Well, I can tell you this much. I plan to do it for the foreseeable future. I have no plans to stop doing it anytime soon, and I hope you guys will be along for the ride for however long this ride goes for. So there you go. I'm, I'm done with my self-aggrandizement here. It's just, it's a ton of fun to do this show. And thank you for listening to us a thousand times. And here's to many, many thousands more in future days, months, and years ahead. All right, that'll do it. A big thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Tune in tomorrow. We'll have more reaction from our second chance as a media core to get out and watch BYU football practice. Looking forward to being back out there at the indoor practice facility. Maybe we'll be on the fields today. I don't know. I don't know where there will be, but we'll have full reaction for you guys as well as audio from BYU. Uh, We'll have that all for you guys on tomorrow's show. Now I want to encourage you guys to make your second listen. Our friends over at Locked On NFL Draft, the podcast, Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker got you covered top to bottom when it comes to the NFL Draft. NFL Combine this weekend, they've got you covered on that front. They've got insight and analysis on all the college football prospects and how the NFL front offices perceive these guys. It's a very, very good podcast. If you are interested in the process of the NFL draft. So check that out. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, a really long edition today. We went way over time, but hope you guys enjoyed it all the same. That'll do it. Have a great rest of your Thursday whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 3rd, 2022. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.